The Danger Junior Technical Difficulty Hour is sponsored by Sobeys Cheap Cameras. The folks at Sobe want to remind Austin and everyone out there that dropping our cheap cameras is fine. It's really okay. They're under warranty and we'll replace them next week. More about why we don't have video content this week and how Austin is a dumb fuck later in the show. Wine a is, lot of it's a lot of core. I'm I'm finding out really fast. Mm-hmm. Wine is easy it is to, drink. to drink. Hi, welcome to the Danger Junior Writers Room, the only show that asks. Hey, I'm one of your hosts, Austin Zesson, and I want to introduce the Danger Junior crew by asking, what should Zack Snyder cut next? Blake Brown. Zack Snyder should cut Slim Jims for the homeless community. <laughs> In Los Angeles. <laughs> Slim Jim, the Snyder Cut. All right, yeah. Jimmy. You know, uh, I this is like my go-to answer because I think it's the funniest movie ever. If we got a Zack Snyder Cut of Stuart Little, <laughs> that would probably be pretty fucking badass. It would be. It would I be. wholeheartedly agree with yeah. that. Logan Baggerly? I'm Logan. I think Zack Snyder should cut my foreskin. That's oh, good. I, that's wow, infected. Dude. It's infected. <laughs> Cut it all off. Again. Megan Megan Castleberry. Um I Wait, 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 wait. If he if he did that, then it would be a four hour skin. God damn. damn. <laughs> also, good. you can't just keep cutting pieces of your penis off yeah. and call it foreskin. <laughs> call it like, circus. yeah, you're just you're just cutting yeah. shit off it's now. It's just so big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry Megan, that was that was my bad. I want to see sorry. a Zack Snyder cut of Over the Hedge. But live action, mm. but they're Over still the animals. Is so good. Thank Underrated. you. Underrated. Yeah. All right. Well, those are all wrong. It's actually Driving Miss Daisy. That is the oh, correct answer. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I think the Zack Snyder cut of Driving Miss Daisy is just The Green Mile starring Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. <laughs> That's just the Zack Snyder cut of Driving Miss Daisy. That kind of works. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So this uh, Danger Junior Writers Room, this is the first time you're listening. This is a comedy show meant for a cut. I said The Green Mile. I meant The Green Book. Don't fucking... Oh, I thought you were no, doing I, a triple layer joke. I thought you were doing yeah. a bit. I thought it, it was I a I meant whole, the green book. I it wish it still well, worked. You know what? I've it got a real answer. better when you didn't correct it. I want Zack Snyder to cut... cut this out later. No, he won't. Like, I want Zack Snyder to cut every single punk song mm-hmm. that's under two minutes long. And make it how? And make it four hours long. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, maybe not four, maybe we'll say four minutes. Do but it like, again. And but I feel like every there's so many like garage rock and punk band punk songs that are a minute and 50 seconds and you're like that was so good and then you have to listen to it completely over again like a fool because it's not long enough yeah (laughs) but is it still punk if they make it normally I think so I don't think I feel like there's nothing more punk than writing a song longer than an hour I agree (laughs) knowing full well people don't want to listen to that (laughs) That's the most punk thing. Zack Snyder, right. can you help us out? Yeah. Mm. Well, this is the show. Uh, it's meant for cucks, anarchists, and everything in between. We'll talk about a topic, write for an hour, and then present to you our first drafts and first impressions of that sketch or scene or whatever the fuck we feel like writing. But before we get into that, Megan, what's our topic this week? Boys, um, so here's the deal. Is that I, we've, been doing the, we've been doing the show 
We've been doing the show for seven a little years bit. Now. For we've been doing it. Episodes. We've been doing it a little bit. And I feel like at least, uh, and I'm going purely based on what's in my own head, I have a story that I have been wanting to tell for a while now that hasn't come up. And I feel like after the show, all of us are like, oh man, I have this one story that I've been wanting to tell. So this week, I'm just going to give us the prompt. What's the story you've been wanting to tell? Or what's a good story that you haven't gotten to? Can we do this? Can you tell your story first? I'll go first. Give us something to go off of. Yeah, I'll tell my story first. Because I don't have a story. I don't have. So, okay. So this story, it's probably my favorite story to tell. And uh, I don't think that you guys have heard it, but this was like my go-to when I'm drunk at a party. I would tell everyone this story because it's very funny. Um, and so this is my, this is a story about a, a little fishy named Swimmy. Um, and Swimmy is Can I ask a, a question? Does a fish yeah. die? Just listen we'll to get the there. story. Okay, Dude, are you? Jesus Christ. We'll get there. I just, well, you I just mean, spoiled it. I mean, I guess in the end, Jimmy, because like this story happened six years ago. And the fish don't really live that long. Fish so like, live longer than six not, years. Not these If I would have known how long ago I wouldn't have asked, and that's my bad, and I should have. I got you. Yo, can we get so, a Snyder cut of that fish's life? <laughs> just, okay, bro, just, hours? you know, here four we go. <laughs> I just want four more hours with Swimmy, please. So, so I knew this guy. Um, I met him at, we were working at a camp together in the kitchen. And uh, his name, I think it was Zach. I don't. I honestly don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was. And it was Zach Hold Snyder. Up, what? Yeah. Stop. Really? Um, so Zach Snyder and I, we worked at a camp together, and um, we figured out at the camp that we actually lived across the street from each other the year prior. Um, and he was in a fraternity at the college that I attended, um, and the church or the camp I was working at was religious. And so, in the context of this story. As we were getting to know each other, he was like, yeah, you know, I used to do a lot of drugs and I like gave all that up. And at the time I was like, wow, that's so good. And now I'm like, that's kind of fucking lame. But um, (laughs) while he was going to school there, he was living at this frat house and um, they did a lot of cocaine and he dealt a lot of cocaine. Um, And so... My old nemesis. (laughs) About halfway into um, working at the camp... Um, he's telling me the story. He's like, dude, I got to tell you this story. So it's actually, the story isn't even my story. It's his. Yours is just a tribute. Story. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is the Zack Snyder cut of. Zack's story. <laughs> of Swimmy's life. Okay. Um, so he and his frat brothers were sitting around one night and they were all twacked. And um, one some guy. Some zannies and some powder. They're like trying to figure out, they're like, you know, what are we going to do tonight? Because we're all, you know, messing with the cocaine, with the powder. And this one guy is like, you know what we should do? And they're like, what? And he's like, we should have a fight a fight club, like a fight night. And they were like, that does sound fun. Yeah. Um, but we've done a lot of cocaine. We should do that when we're not on so much cocaine because, like, someone could die. And he was like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, well, we, we, what we should do instead is we should make our dogs fight. And they were like, you see, you want, you already know. You already know the answer to that one. And he was like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just, you know, he's just putting out ideas. Yeah, I didn't want to do that either. That's that, joke. <laughs> the thing about cocaine is that you're like, oh, guess, look at all these ideas I have. Yeah, exactly. And you I don't know what to do. You don't know. Like yeah. Tree. <laughs> yeah. Old, yeah. And they're mostly bad. Uh, so then, violence. So then the guy, third idea that he has is he's like, I've got it. This is the one. This is the one, boys. And they're like, what is it? And he's like, let's go to Petco. Let's buy 
two betta fish. We're going to put them in a tank together and see who wins. We're going to make them fight because if you don't know, betta fish will kill each other if they see them, another one. Like they will fight to the death. That's actually pretty alpha of them. Yeah, right? Yeah. Classic betta fish. Did joke. you tell the betta fish that? Or did he tell them that? No, everyone keeps calling them betas. Yeah. That's and why they're, so they're all pretty the alpha. If I see the other fish, I'll kill him. That's yeah. why they're mad because they're, they're like, little, call me an little, alpha. Uh, they've got Napoleon yeah. complex. I'm just going to start yeah. calling every betta fish a king and see how many generations. And then it, it becomes chill. It's like, yeah. I can hang with other fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, uh, they all pile in a car and they go to Petco and they okay. pick out two betta fish. And somehow the fucking cashier is like, this is, it seems fine. Just like seven, seven <laughs> frat brothers, yeah, yeah. seven frat really brothers out of Petco together being like, and getting <laughs> yeah. two betta fish. Yeah. It doesn't I like to think that just happens all the time. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're um, fish. So then, but by the time they're like coming home, they're driving home and they get home, they've sobered up a little bit mm-hmm. and they're like, actually, you know what we should really do? We should not make the betta fish fight tonight. We should split into teams and train each fish for three months. Okay. And in three months, we'll have a fight night and we'll take bets on which fish is going to win. And they're like, oh, this is it. So they split into two teams. And my friend Zach is on the team. They named their their fish Swimmy. And he doesn't know what the name of the other fish was. So for years now, we've just been calling him Kevin. Um, And so Zach described Kevin as like, oh, he, he, you know, he was like eating top line fish food, Mm -hmm. organic shit, like hitting the gym every day, eating his carrots and his spinach and his Brussels sprouts, right? Like just getting strong. Meanwhile, Swimmy. The fish. Swimmy. (laughs) What they would do yeah. is they would, when they would sprinkle the fish food into uh-huh. the tank, when they would feed him, they would add just a little, just a little bit of blow. A little bit of cocaines. Where's the just a blow? little bit of blow. Um, and so then Swimmy, they would like, they started off with really, really low doses and like worked him up. Like <laughs> can a, you, can like you microdose coke? Yeah, for sure, dude. And so uh, he said that eventually, like once he was eating enough every day, like 10 minutes after eating, he would just be like, like, like swimming as fast as he could in circles around the, around the, hitting um, the side of the yeah. yeah. They would drop a mirror yeah. down into the water so that he would think that there's another beta fish and he would just like That's, against the mirror yeah. trying to kill it. Um, and so the night, so, you know, they do this for three months. This cool. fish is the only person on the planet who knows how Mike Tyson feels. Yeah. yeah. It's the only person. Yeah. So they do this for three months. The night of the fight comes, the whole frat, other frats are in on it. There are tons of money is placed on this bet. And uh, Zach described, like, Kevin gets dropped in and he's like, got it. Yeah. I got this, right? And he's like, you know, cracking his Just neck like and somebody's like massaging his shoulders. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they drop Swimmy in and Swimmy's just like, like twitching. Freaking like out. his eyes are bulging out of the side of his head the and fish. he's just like losing his mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and what happened is that right before the fight, mm-hmm. they give Swimmy the largest dose of cocaine that, that they've that given him. Right? Sense. They've been working him yeah, up for this to. night. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was too much. It was a little too much. Oh. It, it overtook him. So when they, when he dropped Swimmy in and Swimmy saw Kevin, his coked out, tweaked out fucking fish brain uh-huh. got so overwhelmed 
that his heart exploded and he died immediately. They, like they, he literally went like, yeah. he literally went yeah. like, and he just like and floated, floated to up. the top. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Do you think that maybe it was uh, a sudden change in pH level for the water? I think that did it. Yeah. <laughs> How much water so did Kevin he drink won. that day? You know, you don't even know how to answer he's a, that. He's a fish. He's a fish. He's fish don't drink water. water. Breathe in that water. But yeah, so Swimmy did. Great. Swimmy did die. Zach lost a lot of money. How much? Um, he did. Well, he also know. lost the cocaine money. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were feeding the him fish. cocaine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, those people are like lawyers now, probably. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> Something like fucking yeah. And that's the weird, all that's the weird majors. traumatic like event that connects them all. When I don't even think like, it's traumatic for them. Movie. They're all lizards, you know. They're all yeah. that's like their standby lizard me. brains. Yeah. They're like, wasn't that so, that that reminds me of a story? That time we fucking did. You guys have no idea how many times cocaines. I've told that story. Mm-hmm. That's like the mega people at parties would get me drunk and be like, "Tell me this swimming story." I I want to tell you I quick story like a tag a tagged on story but it doesn't i don't want it to be my story is that okay go ahead um my neighbor growing up is uh a psychopath not really a psychopath he's just extremely um he's like a conservative troll and he's brainwashed and he doesn't realize how how bad it is sounds like a cool guy and it makes perfect sense because when he was a kid i remember him uh I remember finding a lizard. I used to catch lizards all the time. Oh. I'd like raise them as my my children, and uh, and everybody knew this about me. I liked lizards. Okay, and he, I was back. I was like trying to catch a lizard one day, and he just stomped on it and killed it. <gasps> Isn't that so fucked up? That's Dang, pretty fucked and up. And if, if he's if he's he didn't even give a cocaine first? I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna put his name out there. But if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna step on your head. Yeah. As you should. I didn't. I didn't forget that. Mm. And what, I never will. What a lot of people don't know about Blake is he carries an actual list of his po- in his pocket of people that he wants to kill, and it's in pencil. There are seven names, on and it. nobody wait. uses pencil for something unless they're dead ass serious. I dude. can't wait for like five years from now when some intelligence agency is actually investigating us. Look, I, okay, like, fine. Disclaimer: I'm not going out. to kill anybody. I'm a perfectly yeah. normal person with no in- <laughs> intention of doing that, and you don't need. You don't Can have anything. <laughs> it might be maybe maybe at a different point in my life but right now not a problem nothing to worry about but seriously it, it uh, bothers me to think about that sometimes it, th- it ruins my day to think about that yeah did I tell y'all how I ruined a 20 f- uh, a girl's 21st birthday party oh no sounds very sweet uh, so I have this friend and we're gonna name her Tristina I'm gonna give you the same Tristina. respect that I gave to Megan and is she dead is that no okay cool i mean she moved to wisconsin with her boyfriend of so course. she might as well be dead yeah. is, she's dead on the is inside. that spelled c or c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-a that's christina Tr- no 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 not tristina tristina spelled tristina it's spelled t-r-i-s-q-u-t-i-o hold on are you putting it on your kill list can you spell that one more time? Uh, T R. It says her name, and then I there's a S- column that says reason, and it says stupid T- name. That's why it's Q U I N A T I O N I N G. Tristina. 
Okay, got You're it. so Thanks. proud of that. Tr- anyways, so my friend Tristina, <laughs> who we go to the same college together, and we started hanging out after orientation, but we didn't know each other. We met in middle school, but we kind of just friends of friends, but we were the only two people that we knew from when we were going into college that we knew each other, so we kind of just hung out. And um, she had this boyfriend named uh, Dior. What are these fucking names? It's actually Bjorn. It's actually pizzas? Bjorn, which is insane. Yeah. yeah. Like the Hobbit character. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn. I was going to Oh, Bjorn. Bjorn. I thought you said Dior. He did at first. I did at first. To cover the name, but Bjorn is ridiculous. ridiculous enough. So I can just say Bjorn. That's not She's really. having a 21st birthday party. She's like, I pretty much inviting my boyfriend, his few friends, um, and all of my gal friends from my spirit group. I need a bunch of dudes. What the hell is a spirit group? A spirit group is like a fraternity, but it is co-op, um, and it's definitely more about getting drunk and having a bunch of sex. Oh, I thought you were going to say What's it's like religious. <laughs> no, sorry. Spirit, spirit are, at UT, they're essentially just like frats, without a, frats and sororities without a house, but it's like co-ed, and um, they just throw parties and have fun at at the football game. It's like gang members that fuck each other. And yeah. that sounds it's a like nice a fun gang. time. Yeah, man. It's, a, it's, a cool, it's a cool gang. It's a nice one. It's a nice gang. It's a pleasant gang. It's an orgy gang. Okay. Anyway. Well, now I know. Well, they don't fuck each other. They just like go to think. I'm not going to. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to explain spirit groups. Okay, well. So, uh, Tristina, she she calls me up. She's like, Austin, I need you. I have a bunch of like single ladies friends. And I know, I know you're in a relationship. But you have a bunch of guy friends, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, why don't you invite all of them to my party? <laughs> okay. Uh, all, all of I, them. All of them. Don't miss a single one. Just all invite, of them. Yeah, yeah. That's what you heard, right? That is what I heard. Okay. Just invite all of your cool guy friends from every, the club. Every, Austin, every and one of Austin them. Austin is every one fucking of them. tight. So. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He invited his pastor. I'm, mm, I'm in film school. Yeah. So me and my friends are like, a bunch, bunch of dorky a film borch? guys. <laughs> is that the guy's name or is it Bjorn? Ah, it's said Borch. Ah, I'm trying to tell Stark. I'm sorry. So it's a bunch of like, it's my movie, my movie watching club. Like we have a yeah. club in, tech, in UT. And y'all don't fuck. Y'all are yeah. fucking. No, it's yeah. called Showtime. We do not fuck. <laughs> this isn't a spirit group. This is not a spirit group. In fact, it's probably the opposite because we like none it's of us were having sex group. at the time. <laughs> and it's not co-ed. Yeah. It, it's, it's, here's the thing. It was co-ed. We did have women, but like we didn't women? like intermingle. Here's the thing. It actually came out to about 50% women and 50% men. And none of y'all were fucking? That's a co-ed. No, we were fucking That's other That's a people. co-op. Okay. Outside of the group. Outside of the group. We're fucking outside of the okay. group. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I somehow like friend of a friend, we like, I keep inviting people. I'm like, just come out, just come out. We're going to go to Christina's birthday party. I didn't realize Christina, Christina only invited 15 people. I didn't invite this couple's name just Christina and Bjorn? God damn it. I, 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 okay. We're dropping Christina. It is Christina. I've been drinking. Okay. Okay. In the story and in the way I'm telling the story. You, you, you almost covered it up. You're so close. Anyways. It's fine. So Christina is listening to the podcast like now like, Fuck, dude. That's me. Yo. Me and Christina yeah. have the same Christina story. Christina, also my dad, is Come turning on, 21, <laughs> but it looks like she's still turning 13. Mm. She's very short. Look young. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, but she's very short. Um, and uh, so we walk in, and it's about like there's only 15 people there. 
to her like two bedroom apartment and then I walk in with like 20 to 25 people damn dude and they're not like hot stud guys yeah it's just me and my schleppy film school friends and a couple of other trashy friends honestly yeah. this is on Christina it kind of is this is on Christina so we walk in we're like what's up Christina and yeah. we literally like push everyone to the side of the apartment like, and it's just literally fuck? we populate the whole apartment we're nice. here we hope you have finger foods and we stink <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exactly it and we yeah. took over like the beer pong table like oh, we wouldn't yeah, let other maybe. people yeah. put quarters in we were just like yeah. no just the same five or six pairs yeah. I mean, at dating. that point fuck them that's your party now you like you have it more is people. my party now mm-hmm. y'all squatted up and you brought more that's Fast. called that's christina, called area though, control yeah christina though she's been drinking a lot she's so happy to see me <gasps> bjorn not so happy to see me because <laughs> he is not I can drinking. relate <laughs> so she has she has her birthday girl tiara on and her birthday girl sash yeah yeah so it's like happy 21st birthday girl tiara she's like oh my god austin you brought so many of your friends they're so cool that is how she talks about that okay it's actually that's a spot-on impression i hate that shit dude christina don't even don't even look at me if you talk like that some upspeak (laughs) (laughs) so we've been we've been drinking uh a lot and playing beer pong and there's like and look, it's a, it's a college party. There's jello shots. No, I do not hook up with Christina. Damn it. No. No. That's all I wanted. Hey, no. I know that I know you're telling the real version of the story, but uh, why don't you give us the Snyder Cut? Give us the Snyder <laughs> Cut, <laughs> baby. The Snyder <laughs> cut. So my four-hour-long penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going along, and my the, the important characters I'm going to introduce... Of the 20 people I bring, I bring my best friend at the time, Robbie DeShazer. Shout out to Robbie DeShazer. Mm. You will be on this podcast at some point. Okay. Shout and he's out. like, Over he's my like, dead body. He's like, Austin, this is a really nice apartment. Let's just steal something. Yes. I, yes. yes. It, yes. There's something about stealing something. It's so yes. good, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Well, we were really inebriated at the time. I'm like, you work on that. I'm going to finish all these orange jello shots. Were you for real or were you like, I'm trying to hit on the girl? Or were you like, you go do it, fuck fuck off? Yeah, I was like, that sounds like a funny idea. I was like, that's funny. I, For I'm real, like, though. My that's, mantra is commit to the base. That's based, dude. That you're based. I'm like, go steal something. <laughs> that's so funny. And so, but then I'm doing these orange things. And then yeah. a guy who I knew in high school, whose name is Graham, but not my roommate Graham, a different guy named Graham. I'm G-R-A-M. Like, and I didn't give a shit about this guy, but he walks in the door and I'm like, Graham, old friend, mm. ring in here. That's how drunk I am. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. Are you doing, you know, I, I miss you, man. We, we used to go to games. We used to go to college football games, but now we don't go anymore. And he's like, well, yeah, it's a spring. They don't have them anymore. And I'm Check like, I know. It's such a shame. We should bring them back. Graham says, let me introduce you to my best fraternity friend, Nick. Nick? Big guy uh-huh. wearing a Hawaiian shirt has a giant one liter bottle of Seagram's. Okay. And he's like, "Well, the party's not starting until we hit this." And I go, "We're gonna hit it." And so we're passing it around. Yeah. And by the second pass around, I'm out. Yeah. Oh. I brown out. Yeah. I come to you. You browned out. That means you shit yourself, dude. No, that means it's not a blackout. Yeah. That means I fade out and I come back to. Hey, we all know what really happened. You shit yourself. You shit on Christina? For four hours. For four (laughs) hours? Nice. No, I come to, I'm in line for Christina's bathroom, which by the way, a four bedroom apartment and there's only one bathroom we can use. What the fuck? Oh no, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I should have used your roommate's bathroom and it's a long line, but she has a Jack and Jill sink. So I go, okay. And Mm. so a guy in front of me starts to hurl and then I'm like, 
fuck it, you know, when you're in Rome. So yeah. I start to hurl. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm vomiting and I'm like patting the guy on the back and he's patting me on the back and we have some camaraderie. And you kissed. We a little bit mm. with our vomit mouths. No. Mm. Robbie pulls me out from the sink and he goes, Austin. And I go, what? And he's like, I just stole Christina's birthday tiara. We have to go. We have to go Has now. Has she taken it off? Apparently. Was it made of real diamonds? No, it was like $2 plastic. plastic. Yeah. No, it was. City. Mean it was girls. it was made real, of diamonds. No, it was real diamonds. Yeah. yeah, it was Ocean's Eleven. Cool. We have to go. <laughs> so and cool. the mu- and then the music starts playing in the background. It's like dun 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 dun. dun and so. Dun, 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 and I'm like with a flute. I'm like running beside. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like running beside the car. <laughs> yeah. And then I black yeah. out. Yeah. I come to. I hear yeah. Graham's vomiting on the patio. Uh, yeah. So you guys didn't balcony. make it that far. Yeah. <laughs> with the tiara. No, and then we leave. Okay. We do leave. And I wake up the next morning after seeing Graham vomit over the balcony. Mm-hmm. And Robbie still has a tiara. And nice. he was godly afraid mm-hmm. of being in the same like vicinity as Christina, fearful mm-hmm. that she would ask about her tiara. Yeah. And two weeks later, I got a text message. Hey, fucker. First of all, you had way too much pasta the other night. I know. There's pasta? Because I had to clean out that oh. sink. Oh. oh. Also, have you seen my tiara? I can't find it. No, dude. Why but does we she not care? One. Why does she need it? It's just fucking plastic. She, Bjorn gave it no, to it me. No, it was... Oh, my God. Look, Bjorn's not going to work out. Right? diamond. They're still Bjorn's together, and she's in Wisconsin from here. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Bjorn, where are you Get on a boat. Mm-hmm. Like, get on a boat and just go to sea and travel. Just like, go. Are you allowed to legally get married in the United States if yeah, you dude. don't have an American birth certificate? Your name is Bjorn. Yes. I mean... It's green card against... It's is allowed. that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it should wow, be. Wow. I need some <laughs> yeah. research. That's the end of my story. It was long. There was more real punchline. It was very interesting. I don't know what story to tell. I yeah. have several that I'd like to tell. Can someone go so Blake doesn't talk about how he's going to tell? <laughs> I can I tell any I number tell? of these stories? I, I've got I've got three little vignettes. I've got one. All right, go ahead, okay. go ahead. I've got three little vignettes. Yeah. These aren't incredible stories, but they might be some imagery that you can use. Great. In the future. Wonderful. Okay. My first vignette is this. What's a vignette? A, a, a little, a little visual snippet. Yeah. Love that. Right? A little, a, a, a framed visual image. I like the word. I like the explanation. Right. It's nice. My first one is this. My father loves to hunt. He loves to hunt animals in the woods. And when I was a young man, a little boy, baby, little baby boy, I was, I was probably about thirteen, so not a baby boy. Uh, he was like, "Logan, we're going hunting." Pretty par for the course there, right? We go out to the woods. We get to like my dad and his friends all. Um, basically bought a plot of land. I think they were leasing it from someone, but they had a plot of land that was them. It was just theirs and they could go out there and hunt at, at with whatever their leisure. Right. And it was technically private property. So they could do some illegal stuff as far as like hunting goes. Um, so my dad takes me out there and he gives me a gun. He gives me a 20 gauge shotgun, all matte black, beautiful fucking 20 gauge shotgun. And he gives me two shells and he says, Logan, I want you to walk that way about 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a ridge. And he tells me basically some landmarks. And he's like, just lay down on the ridge right there. And the deer, they're going to come right down through at the bottom of this little ridge. There's a trail that he knows that they walk on. Yeah. Hang out there. When I'm done, I'll come get you. Okay, cool. So I go out there. I hate hunting. That's yeah. something that's an important fact about me is that I hate hunting. And so I immediately fall asleep. And I have a gun. Oh, I should, I should say. 
He gave me a gun. It's a double-barreled shotgun. Yeah. And he gave me two shells. Only two you, you shells. You said that already. Did I say that already? Yeah, you yeah. Did. Okay, you can just cut that later. Uh, but he did. He only gave me two shells. Double-barreled, 20-gauge shotgun, matte black, beautiful gun. I lay down. I lay low he on said, the hill. fuck this gun. I held it in my arms. Yeah. And I actually had uh, um, the, the shitty new James Bond movie, the, the second one. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. It's I had pretty good if you. It's actually it. really okay. good. Yeah. I, I saw last time I saw it was this time probably. I had it on my iPod Shuffle or my iPod Nano. Remember when iPod Nano had the the yeah. first yeah. Had the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the you could, sound? You could turn the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. And it would do like that. And it was and like I a had slightly it. bigger than a square screen. Yeah. yeah. And so I had it on my iPod Nano, and I was trying to watch it, and I fell asleep, and I woke up to rustling, right. And I, what is that noise, right? And I, I come coming out of a dream. I'm coming out of a dream. And I look to my right. And so, like I said, I was on a little hill that had a little valley and then another hill on the other side. The hill on the other side was probably about as far away from me as, like, that door. That door hinge right there. Yeah. Okay. So about, like, what, 10 feet, not even? That That's probably, like, 20 feet. That's about 20 feet, yeah. Yeah. And I'm laying down, and I hear this noise, and I turn to see what it is. And it's a very large bear and two other bears. Three bears. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Is how many bears that it's is. It's three bears. Quick maps. Yeah. And I have two shotgun shells. Okay. But don't they shoot off at the same time? No, you have two triggers. Okay. Or it, Some of them have two triggers and some of them have two pulls. Yeah. Right? So it's like they can shoot at the same time. They can also shoot at two different times. Cool. Um, but there's three bears. The bears didn't attack me. They went on their way. Yeah. But that's, I think about that a lot. Did you have, like, like, what was your thought when you saw the bears? Like, I got to shoot the bears? Or were you just like, let me play it out? Well, it was a mother bear into, now, I don't want to say, like, adolescent bears. They definitely were not cubs. Like, they were bigger. But it was pretty clear that one of them was the mom because she was bigger. And there's that old thing that you hear all the time about, like, don't mess with the mama's babies. Mm -hmm. Or she'll kill you. Yep. And so I was afraid that she would see me as a threat to her children and would attack me. And then so you started roasting the two boy bears. Like, you got some ugly ass kids. I was like, you going to walk up here with that haircut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a bear. It didn't speak English. So they ran like, blah, 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 blah. They ran away. Yeah. So that's cool. one little vignette. <laughs> Time I was hunting and I woke up to two bears, three bears. That's pretty magical. Pretty dude. far away. It was magical. So this is another magical experience that I had in the woods. Okay. When I was in high school. I hope you oh, you're telling two stories. Fuck. I Go said I was going to give three vignettes. I'll give two vignettes, Blake. I just love the word vignette. You know what? Why don't you give us four? No, Why don't you Snyder no, cut it? Snyder no. cut. I'm going to Snyder cut the vignette. <laughs> so I, uh, in high school, so we live like right at the edge of the Cherokee National Forest, which is a very, very large, beautiful forest that's just mountains and forests for hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of miles, right? Dope. Beautiful place. Like five rivers run through it. I mean, it's just heaven on earth to be in this place, okay? And so in high school, when you, wanted, when you just wanted to, you know, get a bunch of anger out, you just go to the woods and be alone for a while, Right? Just go fucking yell at animals. Yeah. And so I was going through it my senior year, really going through it. And I would just do this thing. And Megan was dating me, and she used to get really annoyed by it, where I would just get in my car and go out and just be gone. 
mm-hmm. like nobody knew where I was. Nobody would know. And sometimes I would like stay the night or stay two nights and just be out there, right? And uh, this one little magical event that happened this one time was I w- had gone out. I was very angry and I went camping and I had a hammock that I had strung up very high in a tree. And I had my dog is a white lab, white Labrador retriever. And I had him tied up to the tree beneath me. And I had a little fire. I put the fire out. And I went to sleep. And I woke up. See, all these waking waking dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, there's, I'm, there's like, it's like, sleep, it's like there's a theme here. It's like I'm actually playing this out. Yeah. Uh, I hear some rustling. And I'm in my hammock. And I, so I figured, you know, the dog's probably found something. Or he's like, you know, some animal's fucking with the camp. And I turn around. And my dog was playing with a little fox. Oh, that's adorable. There was like a little red fox. Yeah. And they were just... Y'all, y'all ever seen that movie, The Fox and the Hound? Yeah. But like, that's for real. real. They y'all were just ever like, seen that movie? They were just like having Can a little bit imagine? of fun. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, they were just, you know, fucking... I mean, obviously my dog was on Logan. the leash. So eventually, I, I, I reached down, I put him off the leash. Yeah. And then I just rolled back over Logan. and let them play. And no, the fox cute. ran off of it. Now, Logan, that sounds just like this movie. Have you seen it? Tenet it's by called the, it's called the <laughs> by Snyder it's cut. called the Fox and the Hound. Tenet is the Snyder cut of the oh, Fox, Fox and, and the Hound. hound. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell. Or do, or do you have that? You want you want to go all three? It's fine. Or you can go after one. I'll tell it later if, oh, it, yeah. if it matters. Um, I want to tell the story so I don't forget it. Yeah. It, it, it's not, it's not even a long, it's not even a long one, but my grandma used to, uh, I love her so much and she was definitely like the matriarch of our family and like brought a lot of our family together. And, uh, she would tell these stories sometimes that, you know how when you tell a story, you're always the good guy. Yeah. That never no. happened with her. <laughs> like she would tell a story and be like, can you believe that? I'm like, Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> like yeah. one time she uh, she she said she was at Walgreens and she was always just starting shit with people. It was really funny. Um, Walgreens. Yeah, or CVS or some pharmacy place and she's picking up a prescription and <laughs> she asked the, the lady, I guess she's paying for it, and then she asked the lady, hey, uh, where does all this money go? And the lady's like, I guess to Walgreens. Yeah. John <laughs> she's Walgreens. Like, yeah. And she's like, no, but she's not letting it go. She's like, but where does it go? You know, I'm and a that's, cashier. Yeah. 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 I'm and, 15. And she's telling me this story, but like, it's the kind of question that you ask when you're a person that doesn't care about the answer. Mm-hmm. You're just starting some shit. You're just riling some <laughs> yeah. shit up. And it's pretty, like, I always thought that was really funny with her. Mm-hmm. But she would tell me these stories and be, and she'd be like, "Can you believe that she didn't even know where the money went?" That and I'm like, "Bitch, for sure." Yeah, yeah. it's very easy to believe yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, remind me of that. That is good. Mm, super cute, grandma. Yeah, she was very go. cute. It is really strange to me, and I think about this all the time. How, and I'm sorry if we have any old people that listen to this show, but how very little old people actually know. Yeah, it's, yeah, they know so little, and it's yeah. not. It's I mean, you startling. Know, it's because they know what they probably knew for their thirties or tw- mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like that's what they know forever, yeah. right? And, and also, just, just the amount of things that we knew when they were in high school. I mean, it's significantly less than what we know now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like so much smarter than most people I know. <laughs> yeah. 
When I said I didn't say old <laughs> people, I said all people. All people yeah. suck and are dumb. Yeah, but especially people older than thirty-two. Yeah, anybody older than thirty-two. If you're listening to this and you're older than thirty-two, just fucking. You're uh, just a dumb. Just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. Before somebody hops in the comments and tries to. Uh, Oh, I have a Yell story. At me Can I tell a real story? With Cap, yeah, go. Okay. Okay, so this one time. Oh, shit. You, I, I can't believe I hadn't thought about this yet. This is going to blow your fucking minds, okay? Yes. Do so we need to play the music? No. Okay, yeah, that was a special thing. Yeah. But I do want to play it at some this point. This one time. I got on an airplane, and I went up into the sky, and I'm flying in the sky. Bullshit. Can you let me finish? Sorry. Hold on. So I go up into the sky, Okay. And I land, and I think I was going to Pittsburgh, and I land, and it's like everything, like, I don't, there's like nobody at the airport. Megan's shaking her Kinda head. Kind of seemed like empty. Logan's never yeah. been to Pittsburgh. Shut up. Bullshit. Okay. Oh you were right, God. Jimmy. You were right. It's bullshit. Shut up. So then I go outside of the airport, uh-huh. and it's like, yo, I thought there would be like more city in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of plants uh-huh. and like animals and shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm walking around and I see a guy and so I'm like, hey, oh, there, there he is. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, I've never been to Pittsburgh. Where do I get a taxi? <clears throat> and he was like, I got the dial. <laughs> and, like, and that was not an Asian dialect either. That was just, I was. What just, was it? Uh, I, I was trying to do like a caveman. Was that, was yeah. that a Pittsburgh penguin? That was your best caveman? <laughs> Shut up. So this guy and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like. He's like, shut your mouth, basically. But he's like, in, yeah. he's like speaking gibberish, uh-huh. and I'm like, he's a Sims character. Yeah, he's like, oh go, oh go, oh go. He's like, covering his mouth, and uh-huh. I'm like, hey, hey, can anybody here tell me where I can get a fucking taxi? And then I see, I look, there's a hill, mm-hmm. there's a fucking ape on a horse, impossible, riding a horse, and I hear like a. And then a, just a shitload of people in like um, a basically underwear yeah. come running out. The, all these apes and horses come down the hill. This is a false story. They're this rounding people exists. up. This isn't real. For fun? For a game? No, to be slaves. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so then they tried to do a lobotomy on me. They did a lobotomy on my friend. And they killed. And it was. So actually, I flew with two guys. It was one guy yeah. and another guy. Are you, you sure? Know, you could have just written this as your sketch. You know this no is actually need. just Planet of the Apes, right? That's pretty. That's pretty dope. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you watch Planet of the I Apes. I actually, I actually have a story. Okay. No, guys, come on. It's been what fifty minutes. Do your story, do your story, Jim. And this will be it. Okay. What? What about my story, huh? You did yeah, a story. Blake. Remember Lizard Boy? <laughs> my story, no, my story that doesn't really count. Short. I did, said I'm going to tag this on. He did say and that. And it literally was a, took me thirty seconds. Something. You, you guys have gotten at least. Uh, I haven't even seven told story minutes. Yet. You're. I don't Save give a shit week. if you call you it get, vignette. You did two mini stories I, and a fantasy. I do, I do story now. Go Blake. <laughs> go Blake. I do story and now. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to tell. To be honest. Okay, I'll go. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wake up, and this is really strange because when you were, to, were you were talking about like waking up and not really seeing a lot of people around, something yeah. similar happened to me. <laughs> the rapture. Uh, no, this oh. is a little funner but more depressing Okay. at the same time. Mm. So I wake up and I feel a little strange. I feel like really, really weird. Like my body's just not the same as it once was. Rufalin. That was my first thought. Okay. And so 
And I like look around and I hear some like machine noises and, you know, clickings and clanks and stuff. And I look down and I'm like, oh, I'm a robot. And I have these tiny little tank wheel legs. (laughs) And my first thought was like, what the fuck, right? Like, I don't know you guys would have handled it, but I was pretty freaked out. And then all of a sudden I had this urge to go make little piles of trash into these cubes. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Dude, you're Wally. You're Wally. <laughs> That's good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, let's cut it. That's it. Let's well, it all right. So here we go. All right. So here we go. I'm going to tell my story. So my story is really, really we would short. Have written, uh, a whole I went to Jamaica. Story. And, <laughs> and uh, you're going to hear from our sponsors. To Jamaica, uh, don't go away. And the thing about Jamaica is I. <laughs> This week is sponsored by Sobe's Cheap Cameras. Sobe, they have cheap cameras, and you can buy them. But don't fart while holding them. Apparently, it's too much to handle, according to certain customers and or people we sponsor. And now back to the show. All right. Well, we uh, we took some time. We wrote we some wrote. sketches. We wrote while we were hanging out. Yeah, it was, it was a party, it, but well, we were also writing for an hour. Yes, we were. That's how the show works. Thank you. Thank you for that. And who are you, sir? It's me, your dad. It's past your bedtime, Austin. <laughs> Take your pants off. It's time for a spanky. <laughs> You're grounded. Damn. <laughs> Yo, Mark, I didn't know Dude, you played like that. Dude, your dad sucks. Real, <laughs> real uh, Polish parenting. Sorry, guys. I got to go. It's time for Blackie. It's time for Blackie, Austin. Blackie. <laughs> you guys took that out of context. No, <laughs> oh, you didn't. It's exactly no, what you said yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what you said Blackie is. All right. Logan, you're up first. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you guys, can you guys see your characters? Yeah. I don't even have the email. Oh, uh, Jimmy didn't, didn't get, get the, the email. email. Oh, Jimmy a, didn't get the callback. email. Oh, Jimmy oh, didn't get the email. Jimmy 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 didn't get the email. Jimmy. Damn. All right. Stop. We're definitely in a band. All right. Here we go. Be cool. Do you see it, Jimmy? I see it. I got it. You guys see you're playing. All right. And here. We. Oh, wait. I'm ready. Okay. Go. I'm not going to tell you who you guys are playing. You guys can see who you're playing. <clears throat> okay. Surprise for the audience. Okay. This is Tron 4. The sun is setting as, just down the street, two boys on bicycles crest a hill and pedal closer. Nadan and Chol Su make it to their first destination and knock on the front door of a computer parts and repair store. A voice calls from inside. The door's unlocked! Nadan and Chul Su step inside. Hello? I'm in the back. Who's there? It's Nadan, the guy looking for the game machine my cousin is stuck in. Hmm? Hey, kid. I told you. You're never going to get him out of there. Most of the technology was outlawed at least five years ago. The only people who have any of the parts you need to really make this thing work... Again, either work for the government or, or against it. The display doesn't even show him anymore. It's been so long, the machine doesn't recognize him anymore. 
All it shows is that something's in there. I'm only keeping the thing as an attraction in the museum I'm starting. Nadon grabs this character, TJ, by his collar. Listen here, you nerd motherfucker. You're a pussy. You're weak. You stink. You're probably a virgin. Am I right? Yes. I'm sorry. You can go look at it. Just please don't break it. I've never had sex. I was hoping, I was hoping opening a museum would bring some girls in here. Museums about Korean guys getting stuck in video games don't get you laid. Lifting weights, doing cocaine, and crushing pussy is the only thing that gets you laid now. Where is it? It's the second door on the right. I'll show you. TJ takes them to one of the rooms on the left side of the hall. He pulls back a dusty curtain, and sure enough, the machine waits there for them. One light still blinking. He might not even be in there still. It could just be a bug. Like I said... He doesn't show up on any display, but, but that one. He's in there. How do you know? I can feel it in my balls. You'd feel it too if you had any. I'm Troll Sue. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I, just, I hadn't written any lines for him. <laughs> How are you going to get in? Nadan opens his backpack and pulls out two strange-looking machine worms. I borrowed these from the NIS. They weren't using him. Nadan opens the door of the machine and gestures to Cholsu to follow him. Once they're both in... Fire the machine up and wait here. We'll try to get the display relinked to Jungwoo's position. Hopefully we can get in and get out pretty quick. Nadan takes a breath and holds the machine worm up to his mouth. Cholsu looks displeased but follows suit. Oh, hold on. Before we go in, what does TJ stand for anyway? Tom Jerry. That's my name. That's lame as shit. (laughs) See you on the other side. TJ turns the machine on, and the two boys eat the worms. Then their bodies begin to glow and morph into H.R. Giger-looking machine-human body horror hybrids. Cholsu begins to vomit up a milky white... Cholsu begins to vomit up a milky white liquid, and they both disappear into cyberspace right before TJ's eyes. TJ takes a moment to make sure the boys are gone. Now that they're gone, back to masturbating to pornos. So badass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nadan and Cholsu rocket through cyberspace and materialize in the middle of a quiet, foggy grassland. A steady wind blows. Now what, Nadan? The last place anyone saw my cousin was at the top of the tower where you finished the first level. We head there. They begin to walk down the path. The video game... Oh, they begin to walk down the path that the video game sets you on. It's very quiet. I kind of figured there'd be more enemies or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's an old game. It's probably just bugged. Still, keep your guard up. This place gives me the willies. Suddenly. Hold on. Suddenly. <laughs> Shut up. Just imagine that noise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I lost my place. Ah! So, uh, a noise that? breaks over the trees. A noise breaks over the trees. A being with no discernible features aside from a human silhouette descends in a T-pose from a wireframe tear in the clouds overhead. Do my receptors deceive me, or is it truly humans that approach? Um, what are you? Answer my question. We're humans. Please, don't kill us. Who do you serve, and why do you venture so far into my domain? What? What purpose do you have to come so far into the land which has been left for me? 
we've come to retrieve my cousin. His name is Jung Woo and he's been stuck in here for many years. We just want him and we'll leave. My name is Nadan. Nadan. Little Nadan. The digital one descends from the sky and lands in front of the two boys. His wireframe body takes on features to reveal that he is Nadan's cousin Jung Woo, which is a huge surprise. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did you get in here? It's a long story, bro. Right now we need to get out of here. Nadan, it's incredible that you found me and I want to come with you, but I can't leave without the kids. What? Hold on to my hands. They each grab one of his hands and they fly up into the sky like creative mode in Minecraft. When, <laughs> when they're high enough up, Jung Woo points out what looks like a military compound. Can you two see that? Barely. Jung Woo takes them in closer. That place there is what the locals call Horny Jail. <gasps> what? The UN uses it to house the most depraved sex criminals on the planet and also kids that get caught masturbating in Christian households. Jesus Christ. Jesus had nothing to do with it, little cousin. The man in charge down there, the last Jeffrey Epstein clone in existence, he's the only thing between us and getting at least a thousand minors out of that prison. How did any of this get here? My hour's up, kid. I'll have to fill you in on all the details in like eight weeks when I don't have any new ideas. What? To be continued. Horny jail. Horny jail. Horny jail. Was there all along. It was in mine. It was in a Minecraft server. You guys. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. There's so much more. When to you go story. to Horny yeah. Jail, they just upload you like they do this game. Is this where we, our, our sketches start to like listen, intertwine? We haven't even cracked the surface. I feel like there's so yeah. much more to the story, and I I had so much planned this week. Yeah. And as soon as I finished like getting them in to the thing, to Austin was like jail. ten minutes, and I was like. That's ain't, great. Ain't that just the way? Well, luckily, our you know our guys are ride or die, dude, and they're yeah. gonna stick with us. Stick with okay. Yeah. Well, um, Brad, Brad, Brad. I guess I don't. Really I really like. I really you. like TJ because he's like, nope, I've never had sex. Like he seems like he seems honestly like pretty happy and at peace with masturbating to his pornos. Yeah, it well, seems and like I, li- he, I like that I about that him. That is kind of chill. I yeah. don't know because he's starting a museum to get laid. But the thing is, I feel like he's he not wants trying to, to get laid because he's he has bad ideas. I feel like ideas. he secretly knows, he secretly knows that it won't work. But he wants the museum. But he has to believe that it will. Almost yeah, like, like getting is laid is an excuse to open the museum. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to get laid. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, you know, the life of the average adolescent male, you know, yeah, like, yeah. just doing like just things. masturbating just over and over yeah. for years and years over, and years, over. and then finally you realize that this is getting old. This yeah. is and not I what I yeah. wanted this for my life. Is getting old as in your body? And, is yeah, old. and the museum is is your life, your personality. It's kind of like a glass box that you let other people look into every now yeah. and then. Yeah, wow. Little, you know, something I was thinking about. And I Jimmy, you ready that, to go? I actually wrote that whole sketch, by the way, just to get Blake to say museum. Museum? Okay. Museum and masturbate in the same. Yeah. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with it. It's just a little extra flavor. Brilliant, man. Well, I can't wait for eight weeks from now. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's called a cliffhanger. Okay. You ever heard of it? Oh, ever heard yeah, of it? I haven't pulled you up, Jimmy. Freaking fools. All right, so I actually have already given out parts this week. I was a little prepared. Wow. So uh, we, Logan, Megan, and Blake are going to be doing the heavy lifting this time, and I'm going to be doing – actually, I think it would be fun if Austin did the narration. 
Okay. And I'll give any direction if I feel like it's not hitting. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we can just get into it. Logan, you do have like an essay type of accent. You know what I'm saying? Mexican kind of, you know. Oh. You could put a little. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Nobody gives a shit. Okay. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah. Hey, he gave, us, he gave us all the pass. You heard what it. can yeah. you tell me about puddles? Oh, you do need some direction, because uh, that is a psychopath name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's some John Wayne uh, Gacy. He's kind of. He's kind of a. He's kind of a meat cake. Is that what they call him? Like a beef, beef cake. cake? Beef, beef cake. cake? No. So I talk like this, junkie hunk. Yeah, he's he's a hunk, dude, and he knows it. You're Chad, and he knows it. You're Chad. What do you think you want? <laughs> what do you What do you think I want? Like that? You think I haven't been to a museum? Yeah. I I own three of them. You know how many times I get laid? <laughs> Zero. Okay, so this sketch is called. Y'all ready? ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. This sketch is called Wall G. <laughs> Wall. <laughs> you fucking didn't see that coming. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. There was a little robot who was me picking up trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm reading you it. You gotta now actually read it. Okay. There is a little robot who is me, picking up trash and piling it up in little triangles. Except he can speak English and not little R2-D2 noises. He is really taking his work seriously. He works hard all day to make stacks of pyramid-shaped trash piles. He has a little cockroach friend who can speak Spanglish. Hey, bro, why the hell are we picking up all this trash? This is our purpose, Lior. It's what we were born to do. Well, I think he's kind of lame. Also, there is an endless amount of trash you'll never finish. Is this all your life amounts to? Of course not. I have you to keep me company. Yeah, bro, of course. I'm your best friend. That's a cockroach. I'm just saying there has to be more to life. Sometimes there isn't more. Sometimes this is all you get. Now here, you've been a good little pet. Have some of this cocaine I found in this trash pile. <laughs> you really are my best friend, Walgy. I'm happy we at least have each other. I don't know what I would do without you, Lior. Lior does the cocaine and his heart immediately explodes. No! No! <laughs> no! I killed you. This is all my fault. I just wanted to make you big and strong. What am I going to do? Well, I guess I've picked up enough trash for today. I'll just carry Lior back home and take a robot nap. While Jeep buries Lior and goes a few days feeling sad and begins to think a lot about what Lior said. He picks up trash because... She, sorry, that's supposed to be she's. Mm. It, I'll just be a boy. Can I just be a boy? I, it really doesn't matter. Visualize a penis. Yeah, think about a penis and think about... Also... Okay, okay. got it. Think about, yeah. okay. He, pick, he picks up trash because it's all he knows to do. He sticks to his purpose day after day until he starts to realize maybe he has another purpose. It's at one of those existential moments that he hears a loud crash. He whizzes... <laughs> whizzes? Whizzes, sorry. He whizzes across the piles and piles of trash and witnesses something extraordinary. A large spaceship, and out of the ship in a clearing fog emerges what looks like apes on the back of horses he hears one of them barking orders get those humans off the ship we're the masters now that we are smarter we will inhabit this planet and apes will rule 
Puddles the ape is straight gleaming in the sunlight, looking strong and very attractive. Walji feels love again in his heart. Wow, that ape is so hot. I guess I'm into apes now. I'm going to go do some push-ups, get those humans off the ship, and make them pick up trash or something. A lot of cleaning to do. I'm going to go drink a protein shake and maybe get a tattoo or something. Walji feels his palms start to sweat and gets a sudden urge to take after Puddles and introduce himself. After seeing Puddle get his crew in line, he sees him right around a ridge of trash. But Walji knows a shortcut. Puddles gallops around a bend and Walji comes around the corner. The horse, surprised, rears back and knocks Puddle off of his back. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to say hello. My name's Walji. No, it's fine. <clears throat> I'm okay. My horse just got a little scared. <laughs> You're a native to this land? I'm Walji. I was tasked with cleaning this planet. Incredible. I was just telling the guys how much uh, help we needed with cleaning up all this trash. Walji points to all the pyramids, alluding to all the work that he has done. A light flickers inside of Puddle's brain. Walji, you can be our trash coordinator for the humans. You can be in charge of getting the humans to build the pyramids. Walji is fully beaming. Is this ape hitting on me, or did he just offer me a job, or both? Trash coordinator is a very accommodating title, and I couldn't be more honored. Walji gives Puddles a little flirtatious robot smile. Yeah, but don't think you can be stern to the humans if you need to be. Like violence. We call it behavior correction. Whatever you say, big guy. Walji gives Puddles a little wink. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what's happening here. I actually get a lot of attention. Um, and I'm flattered, but I'm your boss now. <laughs> Which means we can only have sex just a little bit and in secret with a safe amount of nepotism. Walji isn't just some robot skank. He also is a little heartbroken from losing his friend, and immediately turned off. Oh, well, you actually are misreading this completely. I'm gonna trash coordinate the shit out of these humans. Because Puddles didn't get the reaction he expected, he is now even more attracted to Wall G. Oh, <clears throat> no, it's it's cool. I just wanted to be up front in case we do, like, fuck accidentally. Or if you, like, fall in love with me or whatever. Walji is very into the flirting banter, but doesn't want to give any high ground. Walji decides to change the subject. So anyways, when do you want me to trash coordinate these Jews? (laughs) Is it is it the future? Is it prehistoric ape? time Wait is a it the is pyramids <laughs> is it the just, holocaust it's just what's going on here <laughs> <It's just fan laughs> <fiction>. <laughs> between puddles the ape and wall g and wall g baby man <laughs> that hit me like a ton of bricks not gonna lie i didn't see that one coming yeah i liked how it turned into uh, office romance porn. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> When he said, we'll, ju- we'll fuck just a little bit and in secret. Secrets, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> With a safe amount of nepotism. Yeah, yeah. a safe amount. 
I'm really sad that Lior died. Me too. What I, a uh, homie. I think it was very fun, though, that he did die. Yeah. It reminded me. Actually, I want to see if I can find this like video. A, like a Game of Thrones of episode. Mm-hmm. Video. Oh, my God. You guys You guys are going to see. You guys are going to love He's this He's going to play a video for us well, on, on, the on this very visual medium. Uh, uh, my only note, Jimmy, yeah. is if I wish Walgy gave Puddles some cocaine... Just to have another instance of oh, that would have been cocaine. funny. He's yeah. the coke boy. You guys know this video? No, no I'm gonna start just it over. Yelling. <laughs> no, it's not. Watch, 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 watch okay. the video. It's a fucking bear. No! You guys haven't seen this video? I, can't really tell what I know. I couldn't even see it then. Uh-huh. In the woods. Mm-hmm. And he sees a bear, and he thinks it dies because it falls in the water. Oh, and he's like, oh, it's okay. Watch it again. Okay. People at home, watch very closely. We can't see it either, so we're the same. <laughs> it's a fucking bear! No! Oh, he gets so emotional because it's, it's almost dying, and then it's fine. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that, how I felt when that's, Lior that's died. That's very oh, wholesome because okay. he cares so much. But Lior did actually <laughs> die. The bear made it out. In the script, but not in my heart. Yeah, man, I was bummed about Leor. I mean, it was hilarious but it when had he to, died. It had to be done. It was very funny. I had to kill that little fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I really liked it. Okay. I liked it. Too. Can it stay in? Uh, we're, we're gonna get. <laughs> I don't know if it can. We're gonna get a council of elders, and we're gonna put it to them. And yeah, yeah. The, we'll, we'll ask around. We'll ask around, and it's totally cool mm-hmm. if it can't. My, Sick. Uh, like uh, like my uncle Wolfgang. And my yeah. cousin Adolf. They maybe know. Not. No. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe some yeah. others. What you guys don't want to hear yeah, from the Zeisen Council? We need yeah. a more diverse no. crowd. You know, no. uh, like pulling for no. a jury or something. Maybe like someone named like Morty. Maybe Morty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And listen, guys, it's okay. I I think that I think that I can actually make the call on this one because I I have Jewish friends. So, okay. um, I can I can speak for them. I think that they. I think they'd be okay with it. That just makes sense because cool. yeah. you're really you're yeah. really connected to the media. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, we're good. Exactly. All right, is it Blake or Megan next? Uh, it's. Um, you want to go? Sure, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I wrote a sketch. It's. Oh fuck yeah! It's uh. News anchor baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're about to find out. Uh, news anchor will be played by Megan. Uh, <laughs> Tristina is going to be played by Logan. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Detective Bradley will be played by Logan as well. Tris, Tris That's Tristina. That's uh, Austin, you will be reading Detective Lamar. Okay. Jimmy will be reading the part of Kevin. Yes. And I will read the one word for for uh, from the cameraman. And I guess I'll do stage directions That's a good too. Font. Oh yeah, it's a title. Ariel. Oh, no, that's Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> Pranked. Uh, all right. Uh, without further ado, my name is Blake Brown, and this is The Alpha Fish. In other news, disturbing reports of a group of people feeding homeless people poisoned Slim Jims are flooding in since last night. According to one eyewitness, the group was scouting out the area and made their move yesterday evening outside of Buddy's Club on 31st Avenue. 
So I sees him walking on through the that encampment down there by the overpass, and I kind of perk up because it's not something I'm used to seeing, you know. Sort of heavy set, wearing sort of like jumpsuits and shit. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Anywho, I sees him walking around <laughs> with bags of something, and I think to myself, huh, what they got in the bag? Like they don't know, like no charity people or anything with with that all that get up. So I kind of perk back up, and I, and then I take a closer look, and then I I see what they've been handing out. You'll never guess it. Bunch of meat snacks. What do they call them? Uh, Slim Jims? Yeah, Slim Jims. Anywho, guess they were poisoned up with some because I perk up again and sometimes later I see one of them poor bridge friends on the ground shaking something fierce. I kind of shake my head a bit because it's just so unbelievable. And then that's when I called the police. I hope those poor friends are okay. A tragic story that is unfortunately still unfolding. If you have any information on who these men might be or what they want, please contact the police. In other news... The TV is turned off. A man stands up and tosses the remote onto his armchair. He walks into his kitchen. The camera pans past hundreds of bags of Slim Jims. He looks at his phone for several seconds and snatches his gun, his briefcase, and his car keys and fast walks out the front door. The Slim Jim case... You gotta be shitting me. Ah, I know, Brad. I was hoping we wouldn't be reassigned either, you know, with our caseload. Exactly. We've got so much shit on our plates with the killings down on Sunset last week. Now this, the bums didn't even die. I know, but Mike said the mayor is freaking out and reassigning half the force. Guess it's coming from the top or something. Figured the press wouldn't be that bad since it's just been homeless people. Hmm. I bet I'd know why. I heard a rumor from Lieutenant Sabico. Apparently it wasn't a hit job. At first I was thinking, some fucko trying to get his rocks off (laughs) killing bums. But then I'm thinking, well, none of them died. And all of them but two have been treated and released. Down at Southern Cross there? Yeah, you heard? Yeah, so Pico just asked me to go ask them some questions. Damn, nobody tells me shit anymore. Man, what you mean? You're the one getting secret tips from the lieutenant. It was one thing. Shit. I, man, I need to grab lunch before I get hit with any other assignments. You want me to meet you at the hospital? Nah, I got it. Hey, I'll hit you up later there. Detective Lamar pulled into the hospital parking lot, parked, and started walking inside. He walked up to the room that the homeless man was resting in looked down the hallway both ways, and stepped inside quietly. He closed the door behind him. Hey, Tristina. Hey, Tristina, wake up there. Man, what the fuck are you doing sneaking up on me like that? Hey, shut the fuck up. We got to hurry. You bring me more of that meat snack? Just shut the fuck up. You're trying to get me sent to prison here. Look, all I'm saying is don't sneak up on a guy. Yeah, whatever. You feeling all right? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Feeling tight. What did you put in that shit anyways? Hey, I said no questions, remember? Whatever, bro. Don't fuck me here, okay? I was promised three doses. And you'll get it. Don't anticipate that shitbird seeing us pass out the gyms. <laughs> you need me to take care of him? I know him. What? No, no. Quit playing. Everything is cool now. They ain't gonna catch us by the time we get the final doses out. Tight. Anyway... I can get a little advance. Nah, you can't be taking the final dose there in the hospital. Why not? What's going to happen? Liberation. 
ten four. I'm gonna be there in twenty minutes. Click. I click my phone. I'm gonna get you, fucker. <laughs> it's Michael Douglas, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Detective Bradley drives down Broussard past the lake trout and turns into an alley. He turns off his lights and waits there for a bit. An hour passes. He taps his foot obsessively on the floorboard, eyes trained on the slums under the bridge. He sees movement and focuses on the figure. Could that be the silver jumpsuit boogeyman he had heard about in the report? He watched as the figure fast walked between tents, scratching at the tops. The rustling summoned a light inside the tents, and the transients peeked out one by one. That's when he caught a visual of on the bag of meat snacks. Detective Bradley grabbed his gun, flashlight, and quietly started jogging towards the perp. Hey, motherfucker. Hands up. <laughs> right the fuck now. Drop the fucking bag. I said drop the fucking bag. The jumpsuited man froze for a second, then dropped the bag. Slim Jim started to tumble out. Detective Bradley looked down for a second, then reached for his radio. As he did, the jumpsuited man spun around with a gun and started to fire. Detective Bradley, quick as ever, leapt to the side into a strafe, returning fire. The jumpsuited man fell, gun clattering to the sidewalk. Detective Bradley rushed forward, stepped on the gun, and shone his flashlight into the face of the jumpsuited man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it had to be you, didn't it, Bradley, there? Oh, man. Why? Why, Detective Lamar? Why? Liberation. You best get out of here, boy. Not much time left there. Detective Lamar lets out one last raspy breath and points towards the tent. The transients were rapidly snacking on the gyms. He looked closer. Their skin appeared slick and scaly. Their clothes were sliding off their now-transforming bodies. They stood up. He looked closer. Fins. They were fully evolved now. Nine-foot-tall fish surrounded Detective Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed and let loose the rest of his clip as they descended on his quivering detective body. The Animorph theme song <laughs> plays in the credits roll. Oh my god, that was a fucking roller coaster ride. Yeah, man. so fun. Great sketch, man. I really thought, I really thought, Blake, that this was gonna go in like um, a really wholesome take. <laughs> like that, that this detective was giving these Slim Jims full of poison to homeless people so that they could be admitted to the hospital on the government's dime. And, I thought and, about doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, and was... they're like getting off drugs. Um, and nope, fish people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was liberation. It was liberation. <laughs> so Honestly, they... you're still doing them a favor. Yeah. Uh, I like how... Um, <laughs> Look... Logan's yeah. performance. Yeah, the yeah. main joke is the alpha fish joke. Yeah. It definitely feels yeah. like a long setup to the punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Logan. <laughs> Logan was just like, nah, I'm going to make more jokes right now. Yeah. 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 I'm glad he did. Because honestly, like the way it started, I mentioned uh, it took me forever to write that first part with the TV and the news report. It's like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. And I was thinking about maybe not necessarily making it wholesome, but like doing some cheesy message where like. Or maybe like I, I thought about maybe this doing has like been an a, anti-bullying campaign. <laughs> it wasn't that. Uh, I was thinking it, it could be like maybe local government uh, 
you know, trying to take advantage of like the homeless boat and then it backfired or something like that. But I'd rather just turn them into fish, dude. Like, and and they get their revenge. Yeah. Amen. And this is the start of a revolution. It is. It's the revolution. Mm -hmm. It is. And honestly, Blake, any sketch where I get to play a news anchor is my my new favorite sketch. So, yeah. Well, that's my sketch. All right, Megan. Uh, who's next? So it's it's me. And boys, I'll say it. This this sketch is genuinely sad. It's a bummer. So Embrace. strap in. Um, so I'm gonna read. On. I'm gonna read the stage directions, um, which are pretty long. So I'm sorry. Um, Logan, you're gonna play Jason. Jason he is friendly. Um, and then you're also gonna play the pastor. I don't want to share his name because oh. that's a name for me. But um, I just said it. that's okay. Um, and he is he is charismatic. Um, Blake, you're gonna play Todd. Todd. You're, you're kind of sad. My from the Austin, south. Austin, you're kind of all a little bit from the south. Um, a little bit from the south. Okay. Austin, you're gonna play Ben, and he's annoyed. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, you're gonna play. Oh, that's supposed to say Auntie. Auntie Tris. Auntie Tris. Um, and she's older. Um, and she's southern, <clears throat> and so she has really low energy because she's old. Can I read my character? Can I read uh, Jason as Nicholas Cage? You can yes. read him as... You can. You actually okay. can. Can I read Auntie Tris as uh, Matthew McConaughey? Can I no. read Todd oh, as no. uh, the butter dog? <laughs> yes. Butter dog. Butter dog. Butter dog. <laughs> okay, you are, are you voice writing? Yeah. Okay, this sketch is called Brainwashed. Oh, shit. Sorry. This sketch is called Brainwashed. It's Sunday morning, a beautiful spring day. The church bells are tolling as the congregation gathers outside the sanctuary, saying their good mornings and God blesses. Periodically, they make their way inside the oversized building. They are greeted at the door by the hospitality team, who hands them a brochure with the left hand and shakes with the right. Good morning. Coffee's brewing. The members make their way through the foyer, where members of the youth group can be found playing in the marble fountain, which reads Matthew 19:24. They are raising money for their trip to Haiti this summer. They're going to take bags of rice and beans to some kids who love white people. Some members drop their kids off at the nursery where the members of the, youth group, of the youth group who are homeschooled are putting on a puppet show for the toddlers about some secret Jesus wrote in the sand. Once their kids are taken care of by the woman who only teaches in the nursery to avoid actually going to service, and they have their coffee half full with white mocha creamer, they can finally enter the sanctuary. They are greeted at this door again, but only if the greeter already knows who they are. If they don't, they'll just make sure they brought a Bible with you because you're expected to follow along. The members sit in the same seats they've sat in for years. Some people put their purses or their Bibles and phones down on their chairs and walk around continuing to greet each other. The woman everyone refers to as Auntie Tris sits in her same seat right up front. Everyone loves Auntie Tris. They all go say hi to her, and as they leave to return to their seats, she always says, You are blessed and highly favored. Auntie Tris is getting older, though. Everyone knows it. Her words, while they have the same impact, don't have the same energy. She has to have an usher's help to get to and from her seat. Her husband died a few years ago, but no one ever mentions it. The congregation thinks... No need to make her sad. Best to not mention it. Service is starting. Everyone takes their seats as the choir sings an upbeat worship song to welcome everyone in. When the song ends, Jason takes the stage. He always wears a freshly pressed suit, and his wife is quite the fashionista. Can I do a Jason line? Just in, in, go, just a, go ahead. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the other women commend her on being a good role model for the youth. The perfect example of trendy fashion meets modesty. Jason thanks everyone for being there, gives a little spiel on how much he and the other pastors depend on them, 
and then asked the ushers to pass the tithe baskets around. The choir sings a sad-sounding ballad as the congregation passes the small velvet sacks back and forth across the aisle. Auntie Tris takes out her checkbook and pen. Her hands shake from her ever-growing arthritis as she makes the check out to the church and drops it in the basket. She says a little prayer, and as the sad song ends, she stands with the rest of the members to properly begin the worship portion of the service. The choir's going ham today, bringing out all the bangers. Crowd favorites for the, youth, the elders and the youth. The pastor comes up to speak after the third song, but feels the spirit working and decides it needs to do some work in his church. He walks back to his seat in his brand new Berluti leather loafers, and the band and choir kick back into full gear. The guy who checked the light cues before the service is stressed. He doesn't have anything planned, so he wings it. He thinks, mm, ah, Screw it. Bring in the fog machines. The crowd goes wild. People are crying. The Lord is moving. People are coming up to the front to be prayed for over the highly prayed for over by the highly trained prayer team who drove out of town last night to have a drink together but ensure no one from church would see them. The whole scene lasts almost the entire hour of service. In the last tenish minutes the pastor comes back up to the front and signals for his wireless mic to be turned on as he speaks from his crystal podium. Wow, I mean, can we give it up for the Lord, our King? The audience claps and yells, <laughs> "Hallelujah!" Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you all for being here and thank you for allowing the Lord to move in this sanctuary this morning. The audience claps more. Yeah. More but can I tell y'all something? I don't think he's done yet. No, I think he has more planned for us this holy morning. The audience loves this. It's like an encore. They clap and shout, longing for what their leader says the Lord is going to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> The Lord has much planned. The Lord is saying he wants to bring blessings to this congregation. Blessings. Are you hearing me, church family? The Lord wants to bless you today. He wants to bless you today. Will you let the Lord bless you? They would. Amen and amen. The Lord wants to bring blessings to this church this morning. The Lord wants his church to be blessed, and he's... You know what he's saying to me, church? Do y'all know what he's saying? What do y'all think he's saying? I'll tell you what he's saying. He's saying someone's got a blessing waiting for us in this room. Murmured prayers can be heard. <sighs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I am hearing you. Yes, someone has a blessing for this church this morning. I don't. No, I'm feeling led. Yes, if you have a blessing this morning, would you just come down and let our prayer team lay hands on you? Would you, would you let us receive that blessing in prayer? Several people come forward, and the prayer team lays hands on them and starts murmuring prayers. Some fall to their knees in tears. Some lift their hands to the sky. Auntie Tris makes her way, and someone comes to help her. Amen. Yes, I see you coming from the back. Don't be shy. The Lord wants to use that blessing that you have. A man makes his way all the way from the back of the church and straight to the pastor on stage. He pulls out his wallet and hands the pastor a stack of cash, shakes his hand, and when the money's been passed, raises his hands in worship. Wow! I mean, not we so blessed, church? The congregation responds in amens and hallelujahs. Other people who have come down to be prayed for start handing money and writing checks to the prayer group. Each one is publicly praised by the pastor, and the church erupts in gratitude for them. Auntie Tris attempts to walk up on the stage, but is struggling. A member of the prayer team goes to help her, but she refuses. She knows the Lord will help her, for she has a blessing to give. The pastor starts monologuing about how much Auntie Tris has meant to the congregation over the years as she writes her second check of the week, leaned against the crystal podium. The crowd loves her. Several people are crying at her act of sacrifice and strength. She hands her check to the pastor and he gives her a big hug. The audience shouts and the band plays louder. When their embrace ends, they hold each other's arms. The pastor can see Auntie Tris has a strange look on her face. He looks at her as if to say, what's wrong? She leans in his ear and asks, Well, I just... Where does all this money go? 
We zoom out from a close-up of their heads, uh, close to each other, and we get all the way out of the sanctuary. As we pass the foyer, we see the youth group kids on their phones, smoking cigarettes and making out. We whip pan to the other side of the foyer and push into the nursery. It's on fire. The teacher is rushing the kids out, and in the commotion, the camera lowers and holds on a puppet that's been dropped in the middle of the room. Wow, okay. <laughs> Woo! Young man! So, I love that you used Matthew 19.24. Yeah, did you look that one up? Yeah. Did you look that one up? I remember that shit. Yeah. That was great. I'm so glad that that church was getting blessed like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are truly blessed and highly favored. I mean, that is just... And they have, they have a lot of money. Yeah. That is incredible. But not enough because they keep asking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh! That makes sense. That's, dude, Kelvin, he's just like sitting at home in his money. And he's, he's like, just, man, if, if only I had more, I'll ask for more. Yeah. <laughs> I should ask for more this week. I should ask for more. I should ask for more. give in to the Lord. And mm-hmm. they're all locking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got, he's got it's funny. I like that Red the October's pastor, on. Yeah, the pastor wasn't saying anything at all other than, the, he wants to bless you. Yeah. Like it was literally just bless, bless this, bless yeah. that, bless this, and bless. Yeah. Like just the trigger words of like, yeah. you know. Y'all remember that story in the Bible mm-hmm. about no. the woman who gives her last two dimes yeah. to mm-hmm. the church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they put that in their post. Think but, so. oh, yeah. I think they put almost <laughs> all of it in, in their, their post. post. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm there's to... like three parts of the Bible that were in there before Rome. Yeah. 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 Yes. Genesis. Post. Genesis post. For post. Sure. Post, 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 post. Anyway, let's move like, on. Sounds like Megan gave her last two cents to the church. Boom. Snap, 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 snap. Z formation, baby. Wait, you should say, I think they put it in post again one more time. Just say it one I time. think they put it in post. <laughs> Hang on one second. What? <laughs> I think they put it in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just found that I had great job. <laughs> great job. Great job. Using that a lot. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's move on to me. I never assigned parts. So, Logan, I want you to be the salesman. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Jimmy, I want you to be Iraq. Iraq? No, just Rack. The country? Uh, okay. And Blake, I want you to be, um, if you can be, you can be Davis. Sorry, Megan, I don't have anything for oh, you. Oh, that's okay. This is Bill Clinton and Nick Cage hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it to me. No, no. So there we were. <laughs> this is Rebound Rack. Okay. Sorry. Fuck. Interior bedroom day. Davis, mid 20, scrawny, is trying to jerk off. He's furiously going at it, but you can tell he's forcing it. He turns his gaze right and looks at a photo of him and Tanya. He shouts in rage. Throws the, he throws the frame to the ground and begins to cry in defeat. A salesman in a nice suit steps in front of the frame. Trying to jerk off but keep thinking of your bitch of an ex girlfriend? Introducing the new and improved Rebound Rag. Insert shot of the product. It's a silicone bust of a pair of D-cup breasts. Below the breasts, there's a small speaker. Cut to interior restaurant day. Davis is sitting across a rebound rack as they enjoy a romantic dinner. With the rebound rack, you now have the perfect platform to leave the thought of that old bag in the dust, while you can also flex those flirt muscles. I've never seen someone look so uh, radiant in candlelight before you. 
Oh, Davis, you make me feel so wet and aroused. <laughs> Davis smirks to camera and takes a sip of wine. Cut to interior bar day. Davis brought the rebound rack out for a night of drinking with his buddies and their girlfriends. All the guys are trying to talk to rebound rack. All of your friends will be super impressed by your rebound rack. They'll think, wow, can we, wow, he can get with girls like that, must have a big penis. And all their girlfriends will think, he can get girls like that, way better than the last girl, whatever her name is, I totally forgot it by name. That's how much I like the rebound rack. You'll be the coolest guy in town. Insert shot of the girlfriends. They're upset and disgusted with the Davis and the boys' behavior. Cut to interior bedroom night. Davis has the sheets over him, but he's clearly giving the rebound rack what's good. The rebound rack is the perfect companion for the bedroom. She doesn't have any weird quirks or hairs. She's into all the stuff you're into, and you can reprogram responses. Pre-program. And you can pre-program responses. She is just a pair of tits, after all. Oh, yeah, rack? Fuck yeah. Call me daddy. Yes, daddy. Davis. Please give it to me. Medium hard. Ah, yes, yes. I hope your cum is giga. <laughs> Davis does in fact make the giga cum. Cut to exterior Applebee's night. Davis drives into the Applebee's parking lot. Rebound racks are only a one to three month commitment. And afterwards, you can drop them off at any Applebee's. So the next sad sack of shit can get over his ex-girlfriend. David slowly drives by the front door and tosses the rebound rack through the front door paperboy style. Now, fellas, we've heard your feedback. With the old rebound rack, you didn't like the feature where once a day you had to ask how rebound rack's day was. But now, the new and improved rebound rack doesn't bother you with useless shit like that. Observe. The salesman picks up a rebound rack from the table. Hey, rack, tell me about your day. Oh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how good you were at sex with me last night and your screenplays. Oh, well, all right. The salesman unzips his pants. Wait. What? Don't pussy out on me. I want you to finish inside me this time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. The salesman turns his back to camera. Cut to product info screen. So buy the rebound rack today, guaranteed to help you get over that old broad who couldn't love you, make you feel like a new man, and without any of the consequences of bringing people into your bullshit. Austin, that was really um, good. Wow. I'm gonna need to know how you, um, how did you, uh, how did you find, um, how did you know about this? How did, um, <laughs> Where did, uh... Where did, how did you... What are you talking about, Megan? I, uh... Yeah, that's a very funny concept that you came up with that is not real. And, uh, I've never... I've, ne I've never heard of it before. Hey, what a wild um, card, that Megan. <laughs> what a crazy old Are joker. you saying the rebound rack exists? What? Oh. Ha-ha. Um, are you saying that the salesman exists? Are you saying... Davis exists? Who exists? Um, I just need to know, Austin, if you are... Are you... Are, do you have my phone wired? Um, have you been listening to my she conversations me, with Logan? She calls me every night, even when we're at home together, just so I, she can talk over the phone and record it. She'll be like, okay, so it's a pair of tits. It's a silicone <laughs> pair of breasts. <laughs> Megan, those exist. Oh, no. Is this true? She loves uh. fucking... Fake weird uh, rubber bodies. Oh no! The joke that I was going for was that I'm. You're the. I'm the rat. Yeah. Well, you're the you rat. have a head. 
and the face. Oh, it's just it's yeah. just a pair of tits. I mean, I get that, yeah. but it's I mean, you it's like soul. you took the words right out of my mouth. The thing about you is that Don't you have even. a soul. Mm. Yeah, which is actually kind of annoying. And when I'm yeah. trying to get a rebound, I do not care about who you are. Yeah, I don't want to have that soul. Was, I just <laughs> need to get it the, in. That was the joke that I was. Yeah, she was. Uh, mm. And I was huh. joke. way over my head, head, right over and my there head. There you go. Well, that was short. That was it. That was great. I really like that. Can I tell my story now? You can tell it while we do the end credits. And I'll tell you what, Jamaica. Now. Yeah, Jamaica. So you're you're in. So you can talk about Jamaica. I'm just gonna go through the the other stuff while listeners. Goodbye, Basta okay. Jones. Goodbye. Great sketch. I, Thank you guys. So weed is not legal. Guys. It is not legal um, to smoke. Social media. If you want to keep following us uh, in public. Also, if you really like in the show, public. Uh, if you can go on Apple Unless podcasts, you're doing it for a religious practice. Algorithm, I just cool. looked this up. I just or Googled just this. Dude. To it, tell your it is true. It's funny. You know send what the fine is? Send them the, your favorite episodes. You know what the fine is? Five hundred Jamaican dollars. That equates to that equates to five what is that one? That's about three dollars. That's about four four dollars. That's about four dollars, and and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna smoke weed in public just for a flex. You know, I smoked weed with, uh, I smoked a blunt with uh, a CEO friend of mine in Jamaica. Edited by. No, his name is. Well, I can't say his name. He might get fined four dollars and. Logan Baggerly, five hundred Jamaican sure dollars. This show. They'll they'll and all Danger Junior Productions uh, at ex, expedite him. Expedite PR on Twitter and Instagram. They'll uh, they'll send him off to Jamaica to have him processed for four dollars. And then and then he'll call me all and right, I'll go back down me. there. Bye bye. Smoke once again. Anyways, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs>